welcome to Helpful Humans, the podcast about people who are creating good in our world by helping and empowering others. I'm Kim Drobes, and I'm honored to share these stories with you. They get to the heart of who we are as human beings while exploring our inherent desire to make a difference. There's so many things in here. You don't know what you're getting. You just you just tell them your size. The material. Oh my god, to die for. This is so cool. This is in Braille. What? That's TikTok star Caitlin Wackerman. And you heard her as she was opening a box of clothes that she had ordered online. But this wasn't your ordinary shopping experience because as Caitlin mentioned, She had never seen any of the clothes she ordered until right then when she opened the package. The idea of shopping blind is a concept from the clothing company Two Blind Brothers, and 100% of their profits go to funding research that is helping to find a cure for blindness. So this is Brad Manning. This is Brian Manning. And we are the co-founders of the Two Blind Brothers clothing brand. Brian and I have a rare condition called Stargardt's disease. It's a juvenile form of macular degeneration where you lose your center vision over time. Oftentimes people with Stargardt's disease will keep some peripheral vision. And this was something that we were diagnosed with as young kids. And our journey really started with that diagnosis. And then secondly, with parents, that really helped us put this into context, that this vision impairment, th- these challenges, were never really gonna dictate our lives, that, that life is really about how you respond to challenges, not how to avoid them. And we were lucky to grow up, do well in school. We were both working in New York City. And then one day we were talking about some of the medical miracles that were occurring, especially in genetic science. There was a young kid named Yannick Douay, who was 13 years old, who had a condition called LCA, which um, stands for Leber's congenital amaurosis. He had a deficiency in the RPE65 gene, um, which doesn't mean much, but a charitable grant was given to a researcher in the mid-90s, which identified that gene and inevitably led to a therapy called Luxterna that actually could reverse his condition. He was one of the first patients treated with that therapy. And so on this day, we serendipitously were shopping. Um, We were at a Bloomingdale store. And when you are blind or visually impaired or you're Brian and I, you know, we'll lose each other everywhere we go. We lost each other in the store and shopping can be a big pain. So if you can't see the prices, the sizes, the labels that well, you like feel around, find something you think feels great, feels quality, then do all the other work to figure out if you want to buy it. So we end up walking out of the store separately. And then we found out we actually had both bought in this giant department store. We both bought the exact same shirt. We played rock, paper, scissors. Uh, I actually won. Brian had to go return the shirt. You know, I, we all know you won. We all remember you won. You know, it doesn't need to be a part of the story, okay? It's great to win, especially when it's against Brian. Hopefully you get the pleasure of experiencing that someday. But I, but the thing that came out of that moment was, was our aha moment, which was, which was what if this could be our way 
to give back to a cause. We were so close to the Foundation Fighting Blindness, which has been funding this type of preclinical research forever. And make it feel tangible. Science is really hard to kind of communicate the value of because it's not super linear. So we thought this can be our project. We're going to make the softest clothing that we possibly can. And we are going to help cure blindness by donating 100% of the profits from the project back to these preclinical researchers. And that's when we came up with the idea for Two Blind Brothers. When Brad and Brian are moving through the world, they often rely on help from strangers. And the trust that they are putting in those strangers is similar to the trust they're asking of you when they invite you to shop blind. Here's Brian. We rely on strangers always. I mean, it's the number one. I would say everyone, people often ask about accessibility tools, you know, and technology has come just an extraordinary distance from me needing to use a pocket magnifier to reading books now to everything is digital and there's some unbelievable tools out there. But the number one tool is strangers asking the person next to you, you know, we'll say, what's the best sandwich here? And they'll give me a great recommendation. And that that interaction is actually something that we put into into place with two blind brothers with our shop blind campaign you know this idea of trusting strangers and that 99.8% of the time it is repaid in full so what we did is we said let's give people that experience let's give them a glimpse into this life and the profound thing that occurred that we thought was so fascinating was people loved it People love trust. People love shopping for a good cause and people love a great experience. And we were trying to give that to them uh, through this idea of trust and relationships. And then this, you know, wonderful, magical, exceptional package arrives and they put the clothes on. A lot of people just love the surprise of it, you know, that the choice is taken out from from them. And Brad and I toil and argue over what thing we're going to put in there to make uh, the best experience possible. Brian and Brad are passionate about exposing sighted people to information about blindness because conversations and a willingness to listen often lead to a deeper understanding. Usually things that make us uncomfortable or things that, you know, we might have an aversion to, usually half the time it's because we're just not familiar with them. And, you know, Brian and I growing up, we actually weren't even exposed to lots of people that had blindness or vision impairment, but we had each other. And so it's hard to measure what sort of the cultural impact is of, you know, inviting somebody to shop blind, sending them some nice stuff that maybe has, uh, you know, some braille details on it. But I I know for Brian and I personally, um, you know, blindness was something that at one point in our lives, we tried to hide from. Um, we didn't think it was cool, and you know, neither did you know some of the bullies in middle school, elementary school, high school. Um, and we ended up kind of. It took us a while to kind of, and I think a lot of people go through this, not just with blindness, but sort of realizing that sort of being authentically who you are um, actually gives you the most freedom and gives you the most power. And so now we're in a position where we can actually be very front and center, you know, with blindness and put it out there. And we, and we do believe that the exposure is something that over time does help people to be more understanding. You know, I, I think that 
for Brad and I, at least, you know, I think curiosity and conversation is always great. When something's strange to you, you usually have an aversion to it. It doesn't matter what it is, you know, even like some new food you've never tried, you're kind of like, eh, I'm not into it. But, you know, I, I think as you get closer and as you get a better understanding of the individual on the other side, uh, then all of a sudden it becomes really fascinating because when you start actually looking at folks who have visual impairments, you know, there, there is a desire, or there's a thought that there is like a less than component to it, right? Like, you know, anybody with a disability, there is this idea that maybe they have this challenge or maybe they're, you know, they, they struggle through life and they do all of this. But when you actually start looking at it, there are hyper, hyper successful and incredible folks with visual impairment that actually say that benefit from it. I mean, Eric Weinmare, uh, totally blind. He has climbed the seven tallest peaks in the world. And we had lunch with him, you know, before the pandemic. I was like, oh, what are you up to this week? And he goes, oh, I got a 200 mile tandem bike ride to these slate cliffs and we're climbing. They're about a thousand feet tall. I'm really pumped. We're going to camp at the top. And he looks at me and goes, what are you doing this weekend? I was like, um, oh man, now, now my answer is going to be very, I was like, I have brunch with friends a little later. Um, you know, and then there's all these successful entrepreneurs and there's just these unbelievable folks in the blindness community. So anyone out there who wants to learn more, go meet somebody, chat with them, come from an earnest place, understand what, you know, their life is like, what their challenges are. And, and you'll come to realize that everybody has problems. It really just comes to how you overcome them. Earlier when we heard Caitlin opening her two blind brothers package, you could hear her excitement when she realized that there was Braille branding on her new clothes. It's interesting when you're a quote unquote brand, you know, you kind of think about, well, what makes you distinct? And, you know, for us, it was around kind of the quality of the fabrics. But as we got into some of those questions about how do we, you know, portray the brand on the website and how do we add logos or details to our clothing. Um, Braille came up as a, as just like the most wonderful gift that a brand could ever get be given because we all have, uh, you know, an understanding of what Braille is. It means something to all of us, uh, even if we can't read it. And instead of us having to put some sort of logo that, really at the end of the day serves no function and has no real meaning to it, we were able to kind of use Braille as that um, brand logo for us. So on most of our clothing, uh, all, almost all of our products, we have usually it's one Braille word that describes the color of the item. So if you're looking at somebody and you're wearing, wearing a Two Blind Brothers shirt, probably down by the hem near the waistline, you'll see a, a short braille word. And that lets people know that it's a two blind brother shirt. But if you're the wearer of it um, and you read braille, you actually will know what color you're wearing. And that is one of the biggest complaints with um, actually like dressing yourself and being blind is not knowing if things match or what color something is. Oftentimes if it's in your closet, you know, you know, it, you can put it on, you know, it fits you or it doesn't fit you. Um, but now if you are rifling through your closet and you are colorblind, you can actually feel the color of the shirt. And we think it looks a, a lot cooler than any other um, logo that we could have chosen. The charity that Two Blind Brothers Clothing donates their profits to is the Foundation for Fighting Blindness. After the break, 
We'll hear about the history of the foundation and the incredible work they've accomplished. Hi, this is Sean, one of the producers here on Helpful Humans. If you're looking for more inspiring stories that highlight community and human connection, then check out our sister podcast, Rochambeau. Rochambeau is the podcast about the world's most unique competitions and the amazing competitors that make them happen. With stories that celebrate both the quirky and the crazy, including barstool ski racing, competitive air guitar, and the search for the world's ugliest dog, Rochambeau is really fun, lighthearted, and always interesting. That's Rochambeau, spelt R-O-S-H-A-M-B-O. Listen and subscribe today on your favorite podcast provider. The Foundation for Fighting Blindness was founded in 1971, and for Brad and Brian Manning, donating their clothing line's profits to the foundation was an easy choice. This organization was introduced to Brian and I through our parents. So early on, you know, when they were trying to stay on top of what it meant for us to have Stargardt's disease, what the prognosis was, you know, the foundation was there and it was started by a gentleman named Gordon Gund, who is a really fascinating person in his own right. He's um, an investor, he owned a bunch of sports teams, he's a sculptor and he's also blind. And he started losing his vision in the 70s to retinitis pigmentosa, which caused him to go completely blind over, say, a period of 10, 10, 15 years. And back then, you know, 50 years ago, there was no science in this space. So he decided that this was going to be sort of his life's purpose was to find out how to cure these and prevent and treat these diseases. And so he started the Foundation Fighting Blindness. I think to date, they've given close to $800 million to preclinical retinal research. You know, it's a strong community of, of, of families that are hopeful, um, understand the value uh, of investment in this space and are just supportive. And so Brian and I have been just very involved with them since we were young, but obviously a lot more since uh, starting Two Blind Brothers. The Manning brothers champion all of us that are overcoming challenges, and they are both incredibly grateful for the opportunity to have an impact. All of us are born with quote unquote impairments, weaknesses, challenges, tragedies. No one is exempt from that. And if you are so lucky to not be born with those things, you find a way to kind of create those in your lives. And the fact of the matter is just because you have that thing doesn't mean that you are less than. And that is the risk that we see with a lot of families related to blindness and with people who are faced with challenges in general. I mean, the fact that you might be diagnosed with something that causes you to lose your eyesight and now you feel like you can't compete in the rest of the world that's unacceptable to us. And we never appreciated that until we were given this position where we kind of can take a view and see the community in a way that, you know, we, we couldn't when we were just individuals living our lives. And the other thing that gets us so excited every day is the fact that this project was not started with any business aspirations. From day one, it was a success for Brian and I because our only goal 
was to have fun and just do something that we found to be interesting and just helpful to a cause that we cared about. I mean, if you think about what's happened for us with Two Blind Brothers, it really is only because of people that have been willing to share or lift up the story. So we have a really kind of soft spot for anybody who has a platform or media or whatever it is that is willing to share that with causes, with things that are trying to make a good impact. It's breathed life into our project. And so we're just grateful and really appreciate it. You know, anybody out there listening, uh, you know, Brad and I started this project kind of with no background in any of this stuff and, uh, you know, in any fashion or design or e-commerce stuff. And our, our hope is that Two Blind Brothers could be an inspiration for a whole other crop of entrepreneurs that are, you know, cause-driven, charity-focused, you know, and coming out swinging because if that can happen and then there can be three and then 10 and then a thousand other companies like us, that's when we really get a multiplicative effect. And that's when we really, then some pretty cool change can, can occur. So if you care tremendously about a cause or you have a great story or you have something that you, that inspires you and pushes you, you know, don't be afraid to put a little time into it on nights and weekends because you never really know what can happen. We have been on the greatest journey any two people could. We get to go back and help people. And that's what's been crazy is when we started, it was just about raising awareness, selling shirts, donating some money. But the community aspect that's popped up, being able to go back in time to people that are that are just diagnosed or family members looking for answers or advice, Brad and I get to go back in time and give the advice that we wish we heard or the advice that our parents gave us to people that really sometimes need it. And that ability to help and that ability to be there for somebody and that ability to try and make a challenging situation a little bit easier is what keeps us so motivated every single day. And that's it's it warms my heart every day that I get to work on this project. And I feel very grateful and fortunate that we do. Thanks so much to Brad and Brian for taking the time to chat with us. And you know, aside from selling super soft clothes for a really good cause, twoblindbrothers.com also hosts a ton of great information for those that want to learn more about the fight to end blindness. We'll have links to their website, blog, and YouTube channel in today's episode description. Thanks so much for sharing part of your day with us and for listening to this Helpful Humans episode. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider giving us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for Helpful Humans is provided by the amazing K. Michelle Dubois. Check out all of Michelle's latest offerings on her website at kmichelledubois.com. Follow us on Facebook at at Helpful Humans podcast, where you can see updates to stories that we've covered and perhaps suggest a story of your own. Thanks for listening. <laughs>